this dude's been damn near part of it for 20 years yes. in every every form short of supercross racing. Uh, Ryan Briscoe, your winner from Petit Le Mans, joining us here in the Freak Nation. How about that, Broham? 20 freaking years of Speed Freaks. Crazy, huh? Well done, guys. Congratulations. Right? Yeah, it's funny when you start off doing something, and you remember this probably the first couple of times you came came into the Freak Nation, like, damn, those cats are a little wicked, a little strange. <laughs> Hey, it's it's never a dull moment. It's always fun. So. <laughs> and you get you get the hey man, you'll never last. You'll never get big time IndyCar, sports car, drag racers, uh, NASCAR dr- drivers uh, to talk crazy things and give you insight. Well, twenty years later, uh, you've been doing it, Briscoe. Oh, thank you. I mean, uh, I'm glad to be on the show because uh, <laughs> I'm usually only on after after I win something important. So. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Wayne Taylor Racing takes Petit Le Mans with a, thanks to a late collision between a couple of leaders. And here's one of your three drivers, Ryan Briscoe, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Let's get into that, that initial accident between Taylor and Durrani. How soon or how far back were you when that accident happened that gave you the eventual lead and the win? I mean, we were we were about... 12 seconds back so we weren't right on the accident but uh yeah we'd been we'd been closing the gap a little bit but um sort of saw something brewing you know because at the last pit stop uh ricky taylor had come out in front he was in front of durani durani made a really aggressive move on taylor down into turn one which is a super high speed corner i mean we're barely brushing the brakes down there you know, going over, you know, 120 mile an hour through the corner. And uh, Durrani, like, stuffed it down the inside of Ricky, and they almost crashed. And I knew at that point Ricky was not just going to sit in second place for the rest of the race. And, uh, you know, so the move happened. Ricky made a an aggressive move on Durrani. And uh, unlike Ricky, where Ricky sort of, let the move happen and ran too wide through the cor- corner. Durrani shut the door and they made contact and uh, granted us the lead. <laughs> so I was like, thank you very much. Um, and, and the crazy thing was the way that we were running with those two first and second and us running third, if the race finished as it was, we were going to come out, uh, all three of us tied for the lead in the point with two races to go. So, um, it was it was a pretty big swing in the points having that happen and us get the win. Uh, we were able to um, extend our points lead a little bit, which is pretty big going uh, into the last two rounds. Pretty big. It's huge. And, yeah, that's eight points. Yeah. And you'll take every single point that you can get. Ryan Briscoe, winner of Petit Le Mans, joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And we had Will Power on with us last weekend, and he made a really big deal. He started getting little prophetic just talking about winning and how much winning is such a good feeling and then he said you know what one of the best feelings is winning a race that maybe you didn't deserve to win one that you were gifted because there are so many times when you go home when you should have won something and something went wrong so is that kind of how you feel about how this one turned out as well especially because it's a big one petite le mans oh absolutely it's crazy actually you never really think about it but you know sometimes you know, like we've won races where everything is going right and then it just becomes expected that you should win and then you cross the finish line and it's like yeah, yeah we won but you know what 
if we didn't win, it would have been really bad. Hmm. And then you get a, a, a time like last night where we're, we had issues, we had problems all night long. We had the car shut down on us twice early in the race because the battery was dying. We had to shut the power steering down to minimum assist. We were running no uh, fans in the car, so it was super physical. We weren't sure if the car was going to make it to the end. And then we were running in third place. And so then when all of a sudden, with just a few minutes to go, you end up in the lead and winning the race, you know, the excitement on the pit stand is just absolutely unbelievable. And we're like, jumping up and down and screaming and shouting and hugging each other. Like we just won the Indy 500 <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, I think, yeah, that's right. Because when you don't expect to win something and, and you actually do, it just makes it that much more special. Ryan Briscoe, explain how that's possible. You're saying the car will shut itself down at 100 plus miles an hour and you're trying to get it restarted so that you can continue on in the race. That sounds difficult. Well, I mean, it didn't happen to me while I was driving. So it happened to Renga, and uh, I guess it happened twice. And he's just like, you know, in the middle of the straight, actually sort of in a in a corner in acceleration. And next thing, the thing just shuts down. The dash goes blank. He can't shift gears anymore. And I've got to say, he was really heads up. He went straight to the master ignition switch you know, just flipped the whole car off, turned it back on, and the car came back to life. Um, but the worrying thing was the team had no idea why this was happening. We didn't know how to fix it. We ended up, we asked permission from IMSA to uh, turn off our onboard camera. We had an onboard camera, which was really nice. Um, but we shut that down because we thought that might be draining battery. We turned down the power steering. We turned off the cockpit fans. We were just doing everything we could to conserve the battery voltage. Um, and then the engineers were monitoring it and it was just running at absolute minimum. So at any point we were just expecting the car to shut down again, but thankfully, you know, once we sort of shut everything down, you know, we kept enough voltage where we just, uh, we kept the thing running. Wow. Is there any concern that that problem might carry over to Laguna Seca on Halloween weekend or Sebring at the end of the season? Well, I mean, at the moment, I would say yes. But, <laughs> you know, this this team is is so thorough. They're so meticulous about everything, and which makes them so – why they win so many of these big races. You know, I think what Wayne Taylor Racing wins most of is is the big endurance races, you know, the Daytonas, the, the Sebrings, the Petit Le Mans. And, and it's because they, you know, spend so much time uh, looking at the details and, and they you know, the team's going to go through everything. And, you know, if they have to replace all the wiring on the car, that's what they'll do uh, to make sure this problem doesn't come up again at Laguna. So I think, you know, we were just extremely relieved that, that uh, we got to the finish line. Uh, but you know, they'll, they'll go through the whole thing. We've got two weeks until the Guna Saker and we'll make sure it's hundred percent for that. Ryan Briscoe, winner of Petit Le Mans joining us here. Speed freaks on a Sunday night. What's the craziest thing that's happened to you behind the wheel? Um, what is the craziest thing? I mean, I've had a few things happen. I've, you know, I've gone airborne at 200 plus mile an hour into catch fences and that's, that's a I've had whack. fires. And, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've had a few things happen. Um, 
it's uh, you know, and I've had cars shot down on me, but that's probably the the less exciting uh, thing that's happened to me in a, in a race car. <laughs> a car shutting down, not exciting. Ryan Briscoe, winner of Petit Le Mans Saturday night, Road Atlanta. Ryan, drivers, athletes are creatures of habit. You're used to running Sebring, for example, in March, and now you're going to be asked to do it at the end of the year. That must seem strange for you. All that's gone on in this COVID-19 season has created a lot of change. How has that affected you? Oh, it's been interesting. I mean, you know, you go into the season with with a calendar and you expect to go to a certain number of races and types of racetracks. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got five months off doing nothing. And then you're going back to Daytona and Sebring in the middle of summer, you know, down in Florida, which is absolutely not what we were expecting to do. And that, you know, we definitely had to make adjustments to, you know, the setups of the car and everything to, to make tires last in Florida you know, in the middle of summer, that was, that was quite unique, but, um, you know, I've, I've really gone with the flow. Um, you know, the nice thing with, you know, at the beginning of the year with the break where nobody was racing, uh, for me, you know, I've got a couple of kids at home and, you know, it it was a really good time to just spend a lot of time with family, um, that you normally wouldn't have. And, And the nice thing was, you didn't have that fear of missing out because nobody else was racing. So you were home, but you knew everyone else was at home. And uh, it was just really nice to make the most of that family time. But, um, you know, since then, the races have been kind of weird. Um, a lot of them have felt like you were just at a test day. You know, you'd head out to the grid to start the race and there's nobody there. And you're just like trying to amp yourself up because you know, this is the start of a championship race and, and there's just, there's no crowd, there's no crowd noise and, and, and you're just trying to make it feel real. And, uh, Petit Le Mans this past weekend, I think was the first time since Daytona that it's actually felt like a big race weekend. And, you know, the, um, you know, the Georgia gates were wide open, (laughs) uh, hashtag no COVID. Um, I mean, it was packed. Which was a little concerning, but it was also really nice at the same time. You saw what happened last weekend with the Charlotte Roval. Granted, your class wasn't part of that, but as a driver who's seen your your share of circumstances on the track from the weather or just in general, a difference on the track, should they have stopped that race or should they have continued as they did? I mean... I've talked to a few of the drivers that were there and they said it was not fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really tough. And I think it really just, you know, there are some cars that tend to aquaplane more than others. And it it just really looked like the Porsches were, you know, a nightmare to drive around there. Um, You know, the BMWs and the Corvettes were definitely uh, a lot stronger and just seemed to plow through the rivers of water a lot better. But, I mean, that was a really tough track to drive on with a lot of water. And, you know, it was difficult for the Xfinity drivers as well. Um, it was, it, you know, it was like a street course, you know, it's, you know, there were just walls everywhere. It looked really narrow. There were puddles. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I wasn't close enough to it to really know if they should have stopped the race or not, but, 
uh, at one point, the commentators, I think, came over and they were like, I wonder what the Daytona prototype drivers are thinking at home right now, if they wish they were there or not. I was like, nope, I'm pretty glad I'm at home right now. <laughs> All right, Ryan, before we let you go, any inkling from the daughters about maybe a love of motorsports, something coming up? I mean, your oldest is, you know, she's kart racing age quality time. Well, we're spending a lot of time, uh, you know what, I was out practicing hitting golf balls today with her. Uh, she's busy with gymnastics and dance. So as long as she's enjoying those activities, it's all good. But, you know, I'll never stop her from doing what she wants to do. Um, but we're definitely not going to push motorsports on her. <laughs> it's, it's just, no, I'd rather not, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the answer I was kind of hinting at. Got it. Is that you yeah. or is that and, your... and that's me being conservative. If oh. you want to talk to my wife, yeah. you're going to get a pretty – uh, quite a more firm uh, answer on that one, I think. <laughs> hey, I, I don't think we've ever asked you this. Your your wife, of Nicole, Nicole, of course, Nicole Briscoe, with ESPN and Sports Center updates. Has there ever been? And, and pardon me if I know this answer. Has there ever been an instance when she's been sitting at that Sports Center desk when you're racing and you've either won a race or something happened in a race that she? It was either caught off guard having to uh, read something for Sports Center, but got a result from your race. Anything like that? Um, I, I don't know if we've actually, for example, like won you know won the race while she's on the set because I think that'd be really cool, and then yeah. she'd like give the real time you know shout out on Sports Center. But um, you know, Nicole's just so casual on the set you know and and she's always got her phone and and she's always you know texting back and forth you know while she's while she's up there um so she's always you know up to speed with what's happening but um we'll have to get the, you know it's difficult now because she's always on the mornings except for tonight she'll be on at seven o'clock tonight but uh <laughs> you know her usual show is you know thursday friday saturday 7 a.m sports center and uh you know we're typically not racing at that time but um yeah she's you know she's always keeping up to speed no matter what's happening you might have just foreshadowed something though if you hear what ryan just said typically it's friday saturday morning or thursday friday saturday morning sports center this could be sebring <laughs> <laughs> well yeah who knows right, right. Um, exactly. <laughs> this could be november sebring uh, we're fans of both yep. of yours you you and your wife man we appreciate what you've done buddy oh thank you very much ryan briscoe your IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship winner from Petit Le Mans. And again, they've got two more races. It's at 12 hours of Sebring. We'll cap it off in freaking November, which, frankly, I bet they're stoked in that we've been to Sebring before, and it's April. Yeah. No, it's March. Is it March? Because April? it was canceled. It was scheduled to go off like around the 19th-ish, and covid shut down the IndyCar race that was in Florida the week prior. So, yeah, the Sebring was not going to happen well, in March. Well, when we were there, it was freaking humid hellhole, which... In March? Yeah. Well, it's Florida. Florida's always humid, no matter what the month of the year. It's still going to be strange, man, with 12 hours of Sebring coming up in freaking November. November. 